Stan the Man Podcast with business and entrepreneurs. Hello everyone, Stan the Man here, and thanks for joining us on another, of course, Stan the Man Podcast today. We're very excited to have with us actor, producer, writer, and director. It is the one, the only, Travis Dunn. How hey. you doing, brother? Hey, how's it going, Stan the Man? It's going great. How, how's everything going in uh, uh, Houston, Texas? Is it true what they say? Everything's bigger in Texas? <laughs> it is. It's 65 <laughs> degrees. It's convertible weather. Oh, man, we we uh, we love it. And, you know, out here in, in sunny Southern California, we can do that most of the year. <laughs> You're lucky because summer's here. We can't do it. Well, the only thing I'm jealous about uh, you being in Texas is that unlike uh, – uh, you know, California, we got to pay tax, state taxes, and uh, in uh, Texas, no state taxes, right? No state taxes. It's a non-union state. It's a very cheap place to live. Well, that's what I hear. I have some actually some friends uh, that are there. Some friends that used to work in Toyota here, as you know, Toyota was in California for a period of time, but then uh, they decided uh, the governor at that time enticed them to come to Texas, and then they uh, moved everything to Plano. Uh, they did. Elon's come out here. Uh, yeah. And a bunch of studios are coming out here. Hey, it's uh, it's less uh, expensive and uh, a lot of land. <laughs> there is. I mean, you get into West Texas, there is just tons and tons of unused sand. <laughs> well, that's great. You know, interesting, uh, a quick note here about uh, Elon is that uh, he has, uh, the company has, over 600,000 uh, folks on that waiting list to request that the truck he's going to build. And uh, they haven't even started. The plant is not even, they won't even start production until 2023. So I'm thinking uh, that's really something special. And it's an amazing vehicle. I got to take a test ride in it in the prototype over at SEMA. And it was amazing. You know, I must admit, and uh, the uh, I used to work in the rental car business and the the Tesla was, it was one of the most popular ones. And I'm still fascinated uh, just about all the uh, technology. Well, let's do this. Let's jump right in. And i uh, got a few questions here for you. And again, want to thank you for coming on the podcast today. And oh, thanks I was, for having me. I mean, you're uh, a legend getting to work for Johnny <laughs> Carson. Uh, well, I, I'm a legend in my own mind at this point. So, but <laughs> Oh, you're being too modest. Well, well, I appreciated it. Well, the interesting thing is, um, well, first let's do this. Let's just, I'm going to, I'll uh, give you, we'll talk about Johnny Carson just a little bit, and I'll go into the questions with uh, uh, dating myself a little bit here, but long story short, when I first came to Hollywood, uh, like everything else, I packed up everything. My sister had been wanting me to come out and live with her, which is great. Uh, so I said, hey, if you let me come out, uh, to uh, live with you. Just give me about a month or so, and I'm, I'm confident I'll get a job. So after every week of doing interviews all over town, uh, I went to, uh, uh, this was back in, what was it, 80, 87. And so I went to, uh, one of my friends from Northern California recommended I go to NBC, a contact there, went there, and um, uh, the only thing uh, the guy was like, uh, it was basically for a, a page position. 
And the guy said, you know, I wish I could hire you, but I, I can't. And I said, why? He said, because there's a writer's strike going on right now. I was like, oh. <laughs> and so he said, but you know what I'll do is for you. I know this guy by the name of Tim Perez. He works over at Paramount Pictures. You can go over there. And of course, at that time, I had no idea all of what Paramount did. So I'm, I was a little let down because NBC, the network, right? So I go over to over to Paramount Pictures. I come in, I sit down with uh, Tim Perez, who was uh, head of promotional services in the, in the page program over there. So uh, he said, yeah, you can have a job here. I got a job. So it was great. So after that, did that for about a year or so. Uh, and then I kept bugging uh, Ed Weinberger's uh, right-hand guy. Uh, Ed at that time was the uh, showrunner for a show by the name of Amen, of course, starring Sherman Hemsley. And the other one was Dear John. And that one, of course, was starring Judd Hirsch, of course, and Ed worked with Judd on uh, Taxi. And of course, Ed is a legend. Also, you know, Mary Tyler Moore, uh, Bill Cosby. So long story short, uh, I finally get, I get to go in and I have an interview with Ed Weinberger. So I'm thinking it feels like a dream, but long story short, Ed asked me, he said, uh, what would you like to do? And I'm thinking, man, this guy, he, he's going to let me do what I want to do. So I'm, actually I was caught off guard. So I said, uh, I'm not quite sure. What would you recommend? <laughs> so, it's always it's always good to open the door that way. Yeah. So the thing, and I trusted he would probably know better than me. So he uh, thought maybe I might be a script coordinator. So I met the script uh, uh, manager. Her name is Doris Rollins. Uh, and so I sat, uh, sat in the room. And so my first time in the room, with the two script coordinators and uh, Bob Ellison uh, was there. He was uh, basically uh, heading over the read of the table. And so they were going through the script, as you know. I mean, they're, they're talking and as they're talking, the coordinators were writing down all this stuff pretty fast. And I was, my head was spinning. I was thinking, okay, I probably wouldn't be, in my mind, I'm thinking I probably would not be able to be good at this. This is almost like a secretary. Everything they said, they had it all written down. I'm like, okay. So after that was over, I went to the script um a manager and i said you know i don't think uh i'm not sure if i could do that she said okay well, no problem she said well what we'll do we'll let you be a production assistant i'm like great and i heard that that's a good way to get started so mm -hmm. long story short uh that's how i got uh the job working at uh, uh my first production job from there went on to do some amazing stuff but uh, not gonna bore our audience with all that stuff about me uh, I'm just very, very fortunate uh, to have uh, had a good career in entertainment and business. And that brings us to you. Speaking of entertainment and business, <laughs> I was wondering, uh, Travis, how did you get into the entertainment business? Oh, this is about the dumbest story you're ever going to hear. But here we go. I'm at a party and I'm about 32 years old. And a guy walks up to me and goes, hey. I don't know what you do. I don't care what you do for a living. You should be an actor. Really? Yeah. And I looked at the guy and I was like, yeah, when pigs fly out of my ass. Okay. <laughs> and well, this very well-known character actor named Bill Ross stayed after me for four years. Wow. And every time he'd see me, he'd ask, Hey man, you took an acting class yet? <laughs> 
Every now and then I get a, I get a text. You take an acting class yet? I'm like, <laughs> no. What do I have to do to shut you up? He goes, "Tell you what, go take an acting class. If you don't like it, I'll pay for it." Wow, that's cool. All right, if it shuts this guy up, fine. And I went down and took one from an Emmy award-winning casting director named Gary Chasen. Oh, okay. Uh, he'd, he'd worked on uh, Paper Moon, uh, The Last Picture Show. He had done movies with Burt Reynolds. He was really, really a great guy. Wild good. sense of humor. Very good. Wild. Uh, I took a class with him. Three weeks later, I'm in my very first classes, and a lady's in the back. She walks up and goes, I want you in my movie. And I was like, ma'am, I, I, I'm a brand new actor. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I barely know what a mark means. Wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Interesting. It did. Then I flipped over. I did, uh, a couple months after that, I did uh, Dallas, the TV series. I was one of the last people to ever do a scene with Larry Hagman. Wow. Um, before he passed on. Yeah. And that, that was course a huge honor and way something i didn't deserve i uh, went on to win a couple big acting awards won a grand championship four months after i took my first acting class beautiful and it found my niche i mean before that i was a construction superintendent really really good so uh, you you definitely knew how to put things together <laughs> i know how to put things together but uh i didn't know if i could do it in front of a camera but it was like you're funny okay I'll take that. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the interesting thing I have found when when someone wants to hire you, you to do something, they see in you that you have the capability of getting it done. And when they hire you, they, they already know that you're you're going to be good at whatever it is they're, they're going to pay you to do, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And my first several roles were all comedically based. Interesting. OK. So I always had a natural comedic ability and so it was like okay that's definitely in my wheelhouse uh, that's perfect i was gonna also ask you how did it come about that you got the role to be in ncis new orleans tell me about that uh i get a i get a phone call at 10 30 at night from uh the offices over there at ncis new orleans and they go, we've had a last second cancellation. One of the main actors we're going to have in the show. It's a named actor. You get a line. Do you want to do it? I was like, yes. What time do I have to be there? Noon tomorrow. Good. So I packed a bag that night and at 5 a.m. the next morning, got in the car and drove out there. That is excellent. You know, the old saying goes, if uh, you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. <laughs> I, that's what, hey, man, that's great advice. That's why I keep a, a bag packed at all times. That's really good. You know, a, a news director told me once uh, before I, uh, they uh, they were sending me to, I worked at KCAL and I, I was one of the producers and they sent me to uh, the grand opening of Euro Disneyland. At that time, it was, uh, KCAL was owned by Disney. So uh, I'll never forget a news director told me, he said, always have a passport uh, ready, he said, because you never know when something may come up. And I was like, and I've, I've had one uh, ever since. Was going to ask you also. Now, you know, you, you've acted, you've directed, you've written, and produced things. And do you find that uh, you like one 
more over the other, or is it like your friends, you like them all? <laughs> well, honestly, I, yeah, it's more like your friends. I like different people from all kinds of backgrounds. And I like both sides. I love to act, but I like to produce. I mean, they're both really fun to do, and they're totally two different things to me. Very good. You know, that's something actually I found. One of the things that I ended up doing was once I found out about all the positions that are available behind the camera, then I ended up doing things behind the camera. And it was like, you know, it's just uh, very exciting. I was going to ask you also the um, what advice would you give to someone that is just starting out in the business and uh, just trying to find their way? Uh, you know, with your story, it's uh, it does happen like that where someone says, hey, we need you in this and you go for it. Uh, what would you uh, advise those that are listening that are uh, thinking about coming to Hollywood, Southern California and trying to break into the business? Uh, I hope you have thick skin. There you go. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have thick skin in this business, you're going to be jaded and insulted very easily. Okay. I do actually teach a one-on-one -on -one acting to, to uh, kids. Uh, okay. Grades fifth grade through about 12th grade. That's good. And, what, and one of the things I always tell them is, hey, be ready at all times and look exactly like your picture. Excellent advice. Be ready to go and, you know, don't go change your hair to a purple mohawk if you've got the boy next door look going. Okay. Because if you show up on set like that, you're going to get kicked off. Right. Uh, have a bag packed. Be flexible. Always check your messages every day. Make sure you check your emails. Um, and always show up with a positive attitude and keep it non-negative excellent that sounds like that's also just perfect for any interview <laughs> well, it is, but, but, but you are on an interview if you want to get invited back to that show again you got to be positive excellent Flexible. you know i appreciate it definitely definitely great advice i always like to ask everyone that because you know when i don't know about you but when i was starting out I was just I was doing a lot of reading and talking to people and figuring things out and uh, had some mentors. And by doing some of those things that actually you have mentioned, you know, some of the basics um, that helped me to be presentable. And uh, also, I owe a lot to my parents, parents who uh, taught me how to be an upstanding man and, uh, and that kind of thing. That also helped. I, I owe a lot to them. Uh, of course, if I didn't do what they said, I would have gotten in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, try being the son of a Golden Gloves boxer. Oh, my. <laughs> you got out of line in my house? Oh, no. No, 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 no. All right. Did you ever think about uh, think about wanting to get into boxing? Or was that like, a, no, that's not something you ever wanted to do back then? Uh, my dad was training me when I was a kid, and he was like, okay, you're not fast enough, and you don't have the reach. Okay, <laughs> that's what I love the only about thing you. Got going for you is you got a good right hand and you can take a punch. That's all you got going. Don't you love that about parents? They will always tell you the truth. Yeah, I mean, he was straightforward. No, you're not. <laughs> that's not great. All right, very good. Uh, let's see. Um, here's what I was going to ask you: Is when you're not working, what are some of the things that you like to do for fun? Oh boy, here we go. Um, 
I'm something of an adventurer. I like to jump out of planes. Okay. I used to race. I still do, actually. I still race cars. Okay. In, in different race series around the country. Um, I'm a thrill junkie. You want to go whitewater rafting? Give me a call. I'll be there in 30 minutes. Wow, that's pretty cool. I love adventures. You want to get, I got friends that'll call me up and say, hey, you want to go to Amarillo, Texas and go bungee cord jumping? You're when there. Do we leave? <laughs> <laughs> when do we leave? Hour? Okay, I'll be ready. <laughs> that's really great. I mean, one of the things our, our mom shared with us is that we should always do things to enjoy our life. And uh, the interesting thing is you mentioned that about racing. Um, in Southern California in, yeah, February of uh, what 2022, uh, they're going to take the Los Angeles Coliseum that is known, it's the home of where USC plays their football games. They're going to convert it to a Daytona Speedway. So I'm looking forward to that. And it's, uh, although I don't know if I'm going to go, although as my friends have told me, if you go, make sure you take uh, those things that you, that covers your ears because it, it's loud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those cars are deafening. And then also we have here in Southern California, we have the, I'm sure you're familiar with it, the, the Fontana Speedway, which is a little outside of LA. And uh, it's kind of great to just see. Uh, my favorite is I like to see the, I have a Camry, so I like to see the, the, the souped up Camry runner go around the track. <laughs> Those are cool. Yeah, I was a big fan of watching the Riverside races they used to have out there. Very good. All right, uh, last question I have for you. Uh, well, actually, this, and it's actually, I wanted to just take a quick moment here that, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're you're listening to the Stand the Man podcast. Of course, I'm Stand the Man, and today we're, we're more than happy to have what this Travis has done. I was going to ask you, the do you have any upcoming projects or things you're working on that uh, folks should be looking out for? Uh, several. We shot a great feature film last year uh, called uh, Happy Birthday, Charlie. Shot in Colorado. It had a it has a writer-director who does sand, sand... Oh, boy. Sundance movies. Okay. Uh, she's a Sundance winner. So it, I'm expecting good things out of it. As far as my personal stuff goes, I've got two features to shoot this year, and I'm uh, going to direct my first feature-length biography. Uh, congratulations! That's uh, it's really good that when you you know when you're doing so many things in front of the camera, when that opportunity comes to do it uh, as a director, because uh, I know that uh, here recently, uh, as you know, Holly Berry she had her first directorial debut you with uh bruce and that uh, it's it's uh it's pretty well so that's good she's to really be able smart. to she's yeah really i mean she, yeah. I mean, she hasn't done one before yeah she's uh you know she's i don't think she's given as much credit as she may may have and and one of the things i i have a whole lot of respect for those that are uh actors and working because of you know i've been fortunate to work for three of the major studios and see all of what it takes to get it done and uh you guys make it look easier than what it is. <laughs> oh, it's an 80-hour-a-week job. Exactly. It really is. Outstanding. Well, uh, Travis, that's all the time that we have for today. I want to say thank you. Thank you so much uh, for coming on the Stand the Man podcast, and we definitely wish you all the best moving forward. Thank you, Stan, and 
it's been great talking to a legend like you. <laughs> I, I do appreciate it. We're going to have to talk about those Carson stories. <laughs> well, brother, I sure do appreciate it. In the meantime, you take care. Now you can find this podcast on Apple Play, Google Play, Amazon Music, as well as Spotify. Once you get on those websites, what you'll do, you'll type in Stan the Man without any spaces. Next word, type in business. Do your search and you'll find the Stan the Man podcast. You'll see the letters in red. In the meantime, thanks for listening and take care. Stan the Man podcast with business and entrepreneurs.